Alrighty, everyone, welcome back to the Poor Hitter Podcast. This is Rob D, the Dead Poor Hitter. No music today. We're going to go right into it. First off, thanks for everyone for the wonderful feedback on the spring training notes, pods. I'm going to keep this going as long as I can. And in season, like I mentioned, you can catch us on the Patreon. Just want to also give a shout out to my friend Ryan Venancio, who's a wonderful analyst, wonderful friend too. And you can catch him on In the Cut Podcast and at Ven underscore armbarn on twitter he helped me out with some of the notes today you know we all help each other and that's what we're trying to do around here so anyway let's get into some quotes that i read this morning ryan mcmahon will likely see some time at second base as someone mentioned on a previous podcast Hilaris montero or nolan jones enter the pitcher they split the game at third yesterday mcmahon played second alan trejo subbed in later in the game Included in the notes was a Twitter thread with a video of the GM talking about the possible scenarios that we might see. But Nolan Jones is an outfielder. He's going off the board at 457 in the last two weeks of ADP and draft champions. Nolan Jones was 13 and 22% better than league average in AAA the past two seasons with the Guardians as a 23 and a 24-year-old. In 94, major league played appearance, he had eight barrels, 14.5% barrel, and a max EV is 111.8. And now he's in Coors Field, right? Sounds wonderful. He also had a 33% strikeout rate as well as a 28% strikeout rate in AAA the past two seasons. Again, as a 23- and 24-year-old. He's a lefty. Chances he splits with Montero as the platoon is definitely there. I think he's like Tyler Naquin. That's who I think he is. Maybe with a little more upside, but I don't know. Let's see what happens. Ehularis Montero, third baseman eligible, ADP 500 in the last two weeks of D.C.'s. He had 10 straight starts versus right-handed pitching from August 3rd to August 21st. Last year, the totals in that span versus both left-handed pitching and right-handed pitching was 66 plate appearances, 4 homers, 10 runs, 13 ribbies, 272 average, 358 Woba, 117 WRC+. Sounds fucking fantastic. 30.3 K percent, 1.5 walk percent, meh. 15.4 swing strike rate and a 71% contact rate. Versus right-handed pitching in that time span, right? 42 plate appearances, two home runs, 643 OPS, 31% K rate. He started in six of the 20 games after that stretch. So, I don't know. Final season stats versus right-handed pitching, 109 plate appearances, 632 OPS, 34% K rate. Probably be a you know, split right here between these two guys at third base if McMahon stayed the second the full time, right? Um, we'll get into the box scores later with some more Colorado Rockies talk, but random observation, Max Scherzer had an easy double play negated from a pitch clock violation. Now, what I want to know is, does the StatCast data register if this happened in a season? Just want to know. Just want to know. If they take a play away, is it going to count? Um... Anyway, just stupid observation. But in- injury news. Andrew Painter is undergoing tests on his right elbow after alerting trainers to some soreness in the area. Paul Casella of MLB.com reports. Oh, boy. Now, get Bailey Falter back on your radar. Not that he should have been off of it anyway. Bailey Falter in the second half last season. 56 innings pitched. 6 wins. 3.73 Sierra. And a 22-4 K to walk rate. Not too bad. Juan Soto, calf tightness. Soto missed a brief stretch early in the week with calf tightness. And after returning to the Padres lineup Wednesday, it now seems that he is not quite 100% healthy yet. Hmm. 
almost kind of knocked him into the back of the second round for me. Maybe the third. <laughs> I don't draft Juan Soto. So if you're going to draft with me, don't worry about that. 100% won't draft him. Nick Gordon was diagnosed Friday with a mild to moderate left high ankle sprain. I saw the play. He had a weird charge to the ball. Kind of blew out his ankle a little bit. Um, it was, he actually, I was watching the game too, and he actually had an awkward play to his right in the hole where he kind of stumbled on himself. So I don't know if it's kind of bothered him, but um, he walked off on his own power. And before he walked off the field, he did, you know, two dry squats. You'll have to see a little dry squat. You know, get the form, see the pressure, all that fun stuff. But he went down and dug out steps one foot at a time, kind of like I do these days. Uh, you know, definitely not good looking there. But um, the x-rays turned up negative for any fractures, but he was in a walking boot and using crutches as he left the Twins Clubhouse in Florida. Um, they said he would be at least out through the weekend, Rocco Baldelli, manager, said. So let's take a look at this situation now. Nick Gordon, his last two weeks, his EDP is... 287 in draft champions. He's second baseman and outfield eligible in an FBC. I picked him last night in my draft champions express on the NFBC. We did 50 rounds in three hours and 38 minutes. God bless everyone who was in it. Fucking A. That was awesome. I mean, I was in draft express the last two seasons and it just seemed like this one was the quickest one ever. We had guys picking on the back half from the 30s and the 40s and the late 40s round. Just like blasting picks in two to three seconds. Just well prepared. I... Our hat tip to everyone. They, they brought it. They were prepared and just really got done in a great amount of time. But um, I picked him last night, 368. Um, I dropped him down in my projection from like maybe 375 paid plans. That's still a 10 homer, 10 stolen base projected season from a multi-eligible player. So I still kind of like that. So my opinion, if the dip is there, buy it. Um, we don't even know how bad it can be. So again, it was a fast draft last night, so I don't know if he went that late because people don't have time to think. Um, I don't know. I'm an impulsive drafter, too, when it comes to those draft picks, so I I, I was all on it. Um, you could speculate on Kyle Farmer. His ADP 493 in the last two weeks. He's third baseman and shortstop eligible. Or Donovan Solano, whose ADP is 695, and he's eligible at first base. Um, they might get some additional reps. Far Farmer's a decent option, given his price point and multi-eligibility. He hit a home run yesterday. Solano is 35, has 27 career home runs and like 20,000 at-bats, no speed. He's, he's kind of like he's kind of like me. Um, <laughs> playing for the Reds last year gave him some streaming value, but I would stay away from him. Remember the Jorge Polanco was nursing injury as well as Jose Miranda not being able to throw, so they say he's going to be first base DH to start. And you also have Alex Kerloff, whose wrists are always hurting. Where is Miguel Sano? Bring him back. Uh, Vlad Jr. left the game with some knee discomfort at first. Um, they said he wasn't going to go under an MRI. That's what they said late last night. But then this morning it came out that he did go an MRI on his knee. Um, they revealed some minor information, no structural damage. So that's good. They're going to see how he feels tomorrow and go from there. But it seems like more discomfort than a quote-unquote pain issue. Again, you know, <laughs> these drafts are happening in live time. When fast drafts are in slow drafts, you're going to need to make decisions. So... If Vlad Jr. is falling in your draft to any point past the first round, you have to, in my opinion, you swallow it up. I mean, if it's your only draft you're doing all season, okay, maybe not. But if you have multiple drafts and maybe you don't have a share, maybe this is the time you grab it up, right? Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, especially if there's any auctions tonight or tomorrow. I'm wondering 
What is going to go for? It's going to be interesting. Red Sox starting pitchers. Oh, man, James Paxton had the grade one hamstring strain. Poor fucking guy. I mean, such a talented pitcher, but, uh, I mean, if you rostered him, <laughs> you, you knew this was a probable outcome. So, um, again, uh, Brian Bayo and Garrett Whitlock may not be ready for opening day. Hello, Cutter Crawford. Hello, three shares on my team this year. 684 ADP in the last two weeks. In 2022, he had a 77 and a third innings pitch, 77 Ks. 5.47 ERA, 1.42 whip. What the fuck am I drafting this guy for, right? 411 Sierra, not too bad. 23.1 to 8.7 K to walk, not too bad. 83% zone contact rate, pretty good. Uh, let's look at some starting pitches with similar K to walk rates for Amber Valdez, JT Brubaker, Reed Detmers, Trevor Rogers, not too bad. Um, according to pitcher list, his cutter, seriously, right? I mean, he has to throw a fucking cutter. His name is Cutter Crawford. His curveball and his cutter have pitch ERA estimators at 356 and 322, respectively. And his pitch value is 5.3 on the cutter and 5.18 on the curve. Those are really good values. If you guys aren't familiar, Pitcher List has um, pitch level values and um, basically an ERA estimator that converts how the pitch did to like an ERA. It's really cool. It's pretty similar to what Jeff Zimmerman does with his PERA and... P-P-E-R-A for Eno Saris, which is so funny to say, right? P-P. Um, P-P. <laughs> Cracking myself up. I'm delirious from looking at all these news and box scores, but whatever. We're having fun here. This is what it's all about. Um, so, yeah, I would be on Carter Crawford, you know? Um, last year, June 12th to August 2nd, he had eight games, seven games started. The one game he didn't start, he had a five-inning pitch relief um, appearance. But in that stretch, 43 innings pitch, 42 Ks, 2.72 ERA, and a 3.07 FIP, 3.54 XFIP. He went six innings in three of those starts. He had a 35% O swing with a 24.9 to 5.3 K to walk percentage. The issue is that he is a fly ball pitcher. Home run nine on the year was 1.4. But in that stretch, it was 0.84. So I'm I'm taking a stab here. I think he's going to climb up the board. And um, I think at some point of the year, you know, with all the injuries they've had in that rotation that he's going to have, they're going to need him. They're going to need him to throw. So uh, John Gray is dealing with some back tightness. He was scratched from a scheduled start Friday versus the Giants. There was no stat cast data from his start on February 26th, but he was rumored to be down in velocity. He spent some time on the IL in 2022 with a sprained knee and a strained left oblique muscle. Uh, <laughs> Dunning, Dane Dunning or uh, Glenn Otto is up next. Um, Taylor Hearn, I think, remained a long reliever, so if you want to speculate on some length um, in terms of innings pitched, length, come on, is Dane Dunning or Glenn Otto, I would say, throw it at that. Uh, Nick Sandell hit, hit in a simulated game. The hopes is mid-March Cactus League games. Um, my hope is they just go draft Will Benson instead. Upgate on Connor Wong. Connor Wong, it's only a grade one hammy string. Again, grab him late in DCs. Great catcher for. Let's go to the box score. Tristan Casas, ADP 238 in the last two weeks, hits his second home run of a left-handed pitcher in the spring. He has one home run versus left-handed pitcher in the last two seasons in AAA. So, oh, Brandon Walters, two innings pitch, one hit, three Ks. His ADP is 742, but he's only been drafted like twice in the last two weeks. He's got a sinker change and a sweeper. He's a 25-year-old left-hander. Um... His sweeper got one whiff on a swing and a two-call strike um, for a 75% CSW, but he just pounds the zone. 24 pitches, 18 strikes. 
Um, last season in Double A, 2.8 ERA, 68 strikeouts, and just three fucking walks and nine starts, 50 innings pitched. Prospects Live had Walters rated as an 80 grade chase. This is on a 20 to 80 scale. 80 grade chase rate, 68 grade control, 60, uh, 70 grade CSW, and 60 grade ground ball. I don't know. You see all these injuries, they're going to need arms. Here we go. Great, great, great spot to get a late inning pitch guy possibly out of your pan, out of the pan or starting. It's there for him. Take it. Take it. Riley Green, two for three with a homer. His launch angle in the game, 11-30 and minus three. It's great to see Riley Green lift the ball. If you look at his hardest hit balls from last year, a lot of them were line drives and fly balls. I think a lot of people are missing that. He does hit a lot of ground balls in general, but a lot of his hard hit balls come in the air. So it's it's not hot. It's not that hard for someone who has such good overall skills as a baseball player to all of a sudden say, "Oh wow, this guy started lifting it." That's a surprise. Eh, might not be such a big surprise. Javier Baez batted balls of 106 and 107. I smash his price all the time wherever he is in drafts. I think we're in for a nice rebound season. Um, but even even an 18-18 type of season where where he is in ADP right now, I take it. It's like a 160, 170 range. Matt Veiling, 3-for-3 three three with a home run and a stolen bases. Everyone's going crazy. What do you call this? A combo meal? A smash and grab? It's, I don't know. We're going to come up with a name for it for sure this year. But his ADP is 496. His home run came off a right-handed pitcher, which is great. Last year, he hit four home runs versus right-handed pitching, but a 580 OPS. But this home run came off of a 32-year-old named Lewis Head. I don't know. But I do like Veerling, though. I do like Veerling. Power-speed combo is interesting. He's got outfield. He could play third base. And what do we have? Akil Badu? Meh. I don't know if we have to worry about him. But um, keep an eye on Matt Veerling. If you want to be aggressive with him, if you love the skills, I say just do it. Just be aggressive. It's time to get your guys... It's get your guy season, or get some of your guy season. You don't have to get all your guys, but get some of them at least. Um, this from Ryan Venancio, Edward Rodrigo. Eduardo Rodriguez maxed out at 94-1 in 37 pitches. His max last year was 97. He did that 27 times, something to really monitor. Um, Ryan thinks if his velo goes down even more, he won't be rosterable. Avisel Garcia batted balls, 113, 110, 104. Oh, my God, right? Uh going to suck me back in, I would say. You're not going to do it this year. Last year, I was all over Garcia after I shared my my player shares with my good friend James Anderson of Rotowire. He said, ah, oh, man, that's a bad idea. That guy's a big kind of bag of shit in some ways. And uh, he was out of shape. And I didn't. I just, I, I didn't. I wasn't up to date on that. But um, who knows? Um, I'm just not doing it this year, Avi. I'm sorry. Um, you've had my heart in several seasons, but... I can't do it. He swings too much out of the zone. I think his chase rate is 96%. Um, no, I'm exaggerating there. But uh, Mason Wynn of the Cardinals, 106.8 exit velocity to 435 foot home run. Rob, the exit velocities on StatCast, they're broken in the minor league. They're broken in spring training. You can't look at it. Fine. But he had a 430 foot jack. I don't give a fuck how hard you hit it or if StatCast is broken. Um, take a look at the replay, and it soared. His ADP is 734 right now. Drafted five times in the last 21 draft champion. James Anderson has him as a 17th ranked prospect with an ETA of late 2023. 12 homers, 43 stolen bases in the minor leagues last year. 11 homers, 28 steals in double A. Max EV of 110 last season in the minor leagues. I mean, 
move over Paul DeYoung, right? He's going to be gone. I think Mason Wynn is going to be your vers- like your versatile utility guy come at least somewhere in the end of the season, maybe even earlier. I think the skills are phenomenal, and he's going to be a part of the Cardinal system. Again, they have so many players. It's hard to know how it shakes out, but at this point in draft, late in draft, it's drafting skills over roles, right? Just do it. Um, another one from Ryan Venancio, Josh Lowe, ADP 432, Tampa Bay Rays, right? Getting at bat in the leadoff spot. The Rays want to get a good look at him, see if the changes that he made to the swing and the approach paid off so far. It's looking so good. You know, pretty decent. This spring, 11 plate appearances, three hits, a homer, a stolen base, one walk, two Ks. Not that bad. Batted leadoff in three, three, spring, three spring appearances, so that's good. Um, twice with what looked like most of the regulars. Um, you'll see an attached picture in my notes but like I like to do on the game feed we all look at the swings and the whiffs and um the zone contact and everything on the game feed for pitchers but you could do it for batters too um he took nine swings one whiff and 100% zone contact rate so who knows who knows if you're feeling uh if you've always been a low guy you might want to do it again but um for me it's uh, I don't know he showed he showed a he showed an ability to be able to go back down into the minors and keep up a high K rate. He did get a little better at the end of the season, but the Rays did give him the keys at one point to say, "Here you go, let's see how you do it." You know, I don't know if they will give him full run again, but it has the opportunity might be there. So if you like his skill set, go for it. Drew Rasmussen hit ninety eight one yesterday, and he sat ninety six six last year. He hit ninety eight one once. Last year, he threw 24 pitches faster than what he hit yesterday. What he sat yesterday. He also gained an inch of rise. I love Drew Rasmussen. Um, I'd be aggressive drafting him this season as well. Blue Jays uh, race for the last batter spot. Um, of course, the Keating and Matheson article on MLB.com was pretty interesting. But um, a little sleeper here. Addison Barger, you know, ADP 689. He already hit a ball 108 in the spring. Um... Getting some run in the outfield too. Getting some looks at in the infield and in the outfield. He's versatile. I'll just keep I'll just keep your eye on him here for at least for knowing at some point in the season he might be up with the Blue Jays and he might be really impactful. Um, from Ryan Venancio again, Yasver Zulueta on the Blue Jays is an arm to watch out for camp. As the camp goes on, the velo is plus. The stuff is really good. Watch to see if the Blue Jays stretch him out as a starter or use him out of the pen. Yesterday, he had 22 pitches, 33% CSW, 96.4 average velo on, um, and a 67% zone contact, 9 swings, and 3 whiffs. Max Scherzer threw 49 pitches, but his velo was down across the board. He only had 17% whiffs against a really poor lineup of the Nationals. Um, Ryan and I have talked about this, uh, about older players and younger players and how they both, pitchers in general, and how they're going to work toward the pitch clock. Um, you know, will younger guys have a better ability to hit their velo as the game goes on? It's just, it's just something to watch. It's just something in the back of our minds or just wondering about, um, again, you can't quantify anything like this, but you can think about them and see, you know, just see anything that might be different in your head like all right you know if there's a tie break I'd rather go with maybe a younger pitcher who throws harder over this over an older pitcher who might have difficulties always reaching his max if they're constantly rushed um another note from Ryan here Alex Call ADP 725 of the Nationals got four bats yesterday hit second while playing left field two hard hit balls 
If Lane Thomas were to get dealt at the deadline or just struggle to hit righties, Carl could be a candidate to get them full-time at-bats in the second half of the season. Zips does project him to be a league average bat. C.J. Abrams led off in this game with no Lane Thomas. Let's go to Jared Kelnick, ADP 304 with three straight starts versus second. Um, three straight starts batting second versus right-handed pitching. He had three swings yesterday, no whiffs, no chases outside of the zone. Three homers, four springs this Three home runs, four Ks this spring, and he also had an oppo homer versus a left-handed pitcher. So it's pretty interesting. Mason McCoy on the Mariners had two hard hits yesterday at 104-4 and 105-9 for a double and a single, respectively. He had 21 homers and 22 stolen bases in AAA last season. Um, they might need some infield depth. Just keep your eye on Mason McCoy. Lourdes Goriel had three hard hits coming off that injury last season with the hand, which kind of sapped his power. And he also stated that he tried to hit more like Yuli Goriel last season. Um, Great, right? Three hard hits. Fantastic. Launch angle. Minus nine, four, and one. I don't know. I'm just not. Um, I, I like Guriel last year. I had a bunch of them. I'm not going into it this season. I need to see that approach change first. And maybe if it happens in this, early in the season, if he's in the league and someone drops him and he starts to show some signs of lifting often, I might take that chance. But right now, no. Mark Melanton, ADP 496, one inning pitch, six hits, three earned runs, two Ks. He was down two mile an hour. I think it's another old guy who's just going to struggle with the pitch clock and struggle in general with pitching. I mean, it was a point early in the draft season when he was like late 500, and it might have been worth a shot, but I would just stay away. Another one from Ryan Venancio, Marcos Gonzalez, Seattle Mariners might have a new pitch. Curveball was thrown two mile an hour harder on average, uh, which is a small sample, but um, it was the fourth most thrown pitch last season, ended up as his second most thrown pitch yesterday, had seven inches less of vertical break and three inches less of horizontal break on average. Um... I don't know. If he's hitting 88 and striking out 13% of the batters with the pitching depth behind him and the Mariners this season, we might not see him be a starter for very long. Another one from Ryan Venancio here. Carlos Vargas is the guy he wants to keep an eye on. Average 99 on the sinker and 12 pitches with a 33% whiff rate. Vargas was a starter before he got Tommy John surgery, forcing him to miss 2021 and 2020 as well. The D-backs dealt, dealt for him due to the Guardians having a 40-man roster crunch. Down the stretch in AAA last season, he struck out 39% of the batters in 10 innings of work. This could be Arizona's closer in the second half of the season. And per Ryan, Clark Schmidt struggled with uh, an inning in two-thirds, three hits, four earned runs. His new cutter got two whiffs on six swings and had a 67% zone contact rate. Michael King looked great coming back from his um, end-of-the-season injury last season. Uh, two innings pitch, four Ks. The velo were down, but he was super effective. Bryce Elder is making his push to be the SP5 on the Braves. Three innings pitch, three Ks. Um, let's watch out for Samad Taylor on the KC Royals. Two for two yesterday. He was taking off for second base when Witt, um, when Bobby Witt got a, a single to right field. Um, he's been stealing in the in the spring training already. Nine homers, 23 stolen bases in AAA last season, and he's on the 40-man. Brad Keller on the Royals. Three innings pitch, one walk, three Ks, and an earned run. I mean, if you need some late innings, um, late round innings pitched in your draft champions, you can look Brad Keller's way. Um, Connor Capel, one for three with a stolen base. His ADP is 610. He has batted 66 second and second this spring. Um, last season in AAA, he had 10 homers and 21 stolen bases from 400 plate appearances. I think he's gonna, definitely going to be, um, you know, batting versus righties, a lefty, but I think he can gain some more playing time versus lefties. The team stinks, and he might be a pretty good. Uh, 
pretty good stab at ADP 610. Anthony Descafani made his return yesterday. Awesome. Good to see people returning from um, ankle surgery from last July. Tunings pitched three Ks. Gabe Kapo said it looked to him at that he was at his best in 2021. He looked like that looked like him and best prior to the injury. So I feel good about his performance today. I feel good about the strike throwing, the ability to get in the zone with all of his pitches. He's throwing hard and moving well. So that's a good sign there for Anthony Descofani. Let's move again to Colorado Rockies. Coco Montes comes in. He hits the second homer of the spring. Print hitting. Keep your keep your eye on him. Another hat tip to Ryan Venancio. Called him out a couple days ago. Might be the uh, might benefit from um, Brendan Rodgers losing time. There's going to be some some interesting things happening there in Colorado. So keep your eye on that. Black catcher Blake Sable, ADP 692 in the last two weeks. He batted third while catching. The Rule 5 draftee has two home runs and five hits in 10 plate appearances this spring. He had versatility enough to play outfield, but looks like the Giants are going to give him a run at catcher. Joey Bart looks like he's a dud. Um, this is the benefit of drafting in December, that you could take him in the round 50, in round 50s of draft. And now he's moving up, and people are watching out. So if you draft in December, you could draft them late. <clears throat> anyway, Robbie Grossman, 541 ADP, playing really well early in spring. Uh, two seasons removed from 23 homers, 20 stolen bases. If you even average his last two seasons, it's 15 and 13. Not too bad. Luke Weaver, ADP 706, an inning in two-thirds, six hits, five earned runs. Why is he even being drafted? Kendall Graveman, two-thirds of an innings, two hits, three earned runs, one walk, no Ks. I mean, I don't know, it's looking worse and worse for Kendall Graveman. No stack half day to here, but the last start we knew, last appearance we knew that his velo was down. Um... Luis Urias, Milwaukee Brewers, his ADP is 250 in draft champions and 263 in online championship 12-team fab leagues. He's batted first, third, third, and second this spring. He batted second 18 times last year and never batted third. So keep an eye on that. Plays three positions. Could, he could have a great season for you. Carlos Estevez, Los Angeles Angels, a third of an inning, four walks, two earned runs. He walked three batters on 12 pitches. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, Jimmy Herget is the popular helium choice, I think, right here. ADP is 339 in the last two weeks. Seems like a logical choice to, you know, take over maybe more of the shares of uh, save opportunities. We didn't even know. We haven't even seen him played out um, start, so we don't know. But in the second half of last season, he had eight saves with a 23.8 to 7.4K to walk. Um, I'm keeping my eye on Jose Quijada. His ADP is 746. He's only been drafted two times in the last 21 DCs. One was by me last night um, in the 49th round. Second half of 2022, he led the Angels in game leverage index. He also had three saves with a 30.8 to 12.4 K to walk. So controls a little less um, than Herget, but he has some stuff there. Um, Herget probably is the better pitcher pitch-wise too. Pitcherless loves his curveball and his slider. So we'll see what happens there. But thank you for my spring training notes. I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. And uh, let's go. Let's get it. Smarten the fuck up and don't be a bag of shit.